Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave, the movie talk show where each week one of us takes a movie off our shelf and presents it to the other and shares our thoughts and discusses it at length. This week... In some cases, yes. In some cases. This week we've got coming off of Dave's Shelf, 2002's We Were Soldiers, written and directed by Randall Wallace. And Young. <laughs> That's what they say. Though. We Were Soldiers once. And Young. And Young. young. I thought you were thinking that maybe this is like a lawyer law firm. This is the Randall Wallace and Young firm. Uh, anyway, written directed by Randall Wallace. Yeah. Known for writing such gems as uh, Braveheart, Academy Award winning Braveheart, and yeah. also Pearl Harbor. Yes. The classic. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, and this is starring another a cast of hundreds. Again, we've got Mel Gibson, yeah. Sam Elliott, Barry Pepper, Greg Kinnear, Madeline Stowe. Felicity. Yeah, Felicity. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell, yeah. All in all, a lot of, a lot of faces in this one. Yeah. Back to a war of different a different war, kind. Uh, uh, Vietnam. I, I don't think we've done a Vietnam. We, we probably have. We have to check I know you're archives. a fan we've of... We've done uh, a lot of these uh, war movies. I know you are a, a full metal jacket guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I know, and that's uh, Kubrick, right? Yeah. And yep. uh, Platoon. Yeah, also Vietnam. Which I yeah. may have seen, but uh, those are the, the these, the, and this one out of the three. Big I two in '87. There wasn't a lot of Vietnam uh, movies. They did a lot in Wake in Up the mid, Vietnam or mid to late '80s. Good, Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, Hamburger Hill. I heard that. Uh, Heartbreak Ridge. Oh, I really liked it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I haven't seen it in probably 30 years more, well, but yeah. I liked it a lot. So there was just a, a slew, a, a slew of uh, platoon uh, of Vietnam War movies. And, the and, and, t- and television. Tour of Duty was a television show, yeah. a weekly television show set in Vietnam. They all so. contain platoons. That's right. Yeah, It's hard to, hard to avoid. It's odd to some level having it now, 2000, uh, uh, making another Vietnam movie feels like we've, we've done all of that already. Mm-hmm. But I guess enough time had passed and this is a, a different take, let's say. Yeah. Um, uh, it comes from a book that read, written by Hal Moore. Yeah, yeah. Gibson's character in Galloway. Yes, the Barry Pepper's Barry Pepper's character. Yeah. So, yeah. So very fascinating stuff, Dave. Uh, why this movie? Why now? And, and of course, how are you doing this week? Why now? It's the time, just the time of year, Remembrance Day, so it's an opportunity. I have a lot of war movies on my shelf. Yes, you do. I figure it's just a good time to, just an excuse, really, sure. to, to bring them out. So this is one of my favorites that's on my shelf. I hadn't watched it for a while. Okay. And um, it's... I know. I thought it'd be interesting. I thought there there might be some. I was wondering how much I still enjoyed the movie. It had been a while since I watched it. It's different than some of them I've watched before, but has some similarities. Uh, I've talked about this before, and like I've talked about Band of Brothers multiple times throughout our podcasts, and I always enjoy. Is that your so? If that's your benchmark, your litmus test, do you relate mm. when you watch another movie or any war movie or anything like that? Do you relate it back to that and go? On the scale of Banner Brothers, yeah. like, am I in or am I out? I wonder it's the whether benchmark. it's conscious or subconscious. It's like, are you looking for that? So if it doesn't reach that, you're like, mm, it's a bit of a letdown. Or like, how much does it factor into your appreciation of a movie? Yeah, Banner Brothers is certainly the benchmark, probably for any sort of war genre movie that I watch or series. And nothing has quite made it to that degree but yes this movie i would say gets pretty close okay it has some commonalities with that movie with how it delivers but has some different things in it that elevates it that maybe band of brothers doesn't have so it balances out in that regards but again i don't think i'll see anything i know there is a new series coming out i don't know if you heard about it the next band of brothers series um airborne so they're they're, they're taking it to the skies very nice Uh, it's set to come out 2024 
So I mean, I think Spielberg's at the helm of that. Probably and Hanks, I think, it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, those, those same two, yeah. So yeah, this is in a category in its own for some reasons. The score is a little bit different than that I'm accustomed to in, in a war movie. Okay. It just has a different feel to it. And uh, it's really the only Vietnam one I, I have or I've seen. I know I've seen Full Metal Jacket, but it's a completely different sort of story. Yeah. It's very I, different. Yeah, this seems unfamiliar. I've, I've never seen it before, as I'm sure you could tell. Right. Uh, just, just by virtue of the time it came out. You're a that, Wallace fan. Are you a Wallace fan? I would say no. <laughs> uh, I like Braveheart. You know, when I, that movie came out in, I want to say, 95 mm. or 6, something like that, mm-hmm. I... I remember watching Apollo 13 that year and thinking, this is the best picture winner. Oh, Braveheart won. And and at the time, people were talking about Braveheart as Mm. as if it was the front runner, but I hadn't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. So then I went to see it in the theater soon after, and I went, oh, no, there it is. That's the winner. You declared it a winner? I just felt like this is more in line with what the movie, what would likely win. Okay. I also liked it a lot. I don't know. It's pretty good. I haven't seen it in years and years since it came out really. I I can't tell you if it holds up or not. But I do remember vividly being like seeing Apollo 13 thinking, that's it, folks. There's nothing better than that one. And then watching Braveheart and going, maybe. But anyway, that's Wallace. uh, Whatever. Hit and miss? I would say definitely in the hit and miss category. (laughs) I thought it was interesting that he directed this movie. I didn't know him as a director. I only knew him really as as a writer. writer, So I was curious going in when I saw his name written and directed by, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I know that name, but I wasn't sure stylistically how it would come across. Gibson is another actor that is a bit polarizing considering he's in that, we've talked a little bit about this over the years where trying to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. The Woody Allens of it, the Kevin Spacey's, this and that. When we talk about these actors, these really great actors, or great directors, or what have you. Roman Polanski, another one. Yeah, they're oddly just humans like you and I. But they're monsters in many ways. Sometimes, and, yeah. uh, I hesitate to be too glowing a, a, a reviewer or whatever sure. else. You know, necessarily not to condone any of the actions and so forth. However, speaking just on he's a, amazing. <laughs> just on a, on a performance level, he's an actor that I really find pretty reliable. Yeah, not a guy that I go to. He's not like a guy that sells the movie to me. Sure. But Generally speaking, he's solid. Solid, yeah. And he's solid in movies that I love, and he's solid in movies absolutely. that I don't like that yeah. much. But something like, and I loved his some of his direction. But Axel I saw Rich. No, never saw that. But Shit. next year, I guess maybe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I thought his work for in the Passion of the Christ as a director was astounding. The movie, hey, you know what? People like it. People don't. That's fine. I'm not a very religious well, person, obviously. A type of movie where it's going to be probably pretty divided. Yeah, probably. but just in terms of shooting that movie I, and Apocalypto he made right after it's oh, an yeah. absolutely gorgeous movie and The Man Without a Face so he's got credibility on that front Braveheart as well he directed that mm. and then you also have the performances as you're saying the lighthearted stuff like Lethal Weapon the crazy stuff like he just does it all mm. and when I see him I wouldn't say I'm excited necessarily but it's a reminder of just it doesn't work as much anymore, so I don't see him much. But it's yeah. real big staple for about ten years, from like eighty-seven to ninety-seven. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, was been so many really good and sometimes not so good movies. What women want? Yeah, that's not a favorite. <laughs> but I loved Ransom, right? Which is a really popcorn, easygoing yeah. Ron Howard movie that I just found yeah. endlessly entertaining. Payback came out just around payback the same around time, this same of, time, so yeah. he's a little bit off for me. The really... Patriot was another one. Uh, exactly, he'd already, yeah. I'd already moved on. But from eighty-seven to ninety-seven, 
I was a guy. He's, he's a, guy. a guy for me. So sure. seeing him pop up in this, I thought, okay, interesting. And Greg Kinnear is another one. So I was surprised at how little I knew of this movie. I really didn't know anything at all. I remember the box the, mm-hmm. from the video store, but no other real comprehension of what this movie was. We've done movies that I haven't seen, but I know of the movie and I can remember the video, the trailer, the comment, you know, really? the gap. I don't remember anything about this, to be honest. Interesting. So uh, it was an exciting, interesting watch going in thinking, oh, and then as again, the cast started to unravel. I was like, oh shit, he's in it. Oh my gosh. And him and her. Madeline Stowe is an actor that I loved as well way yeah. back. 12 Monkeys. Uh, 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Uh, she was in Shortcuts. Um, she was in a movie called Blink. With Ed Harris, I must have missed. That's right. Was Ed Harris in that one? Blink. She was playing a blind person. She was in a movie with Ed Harris, a Bitter Moon, maybe. Anyway, there was just she's done a bunch of movies, and I remember really liking her when she popped up, and she disappeared for a while. So seeing her in this was cool. So mm-hmm. all in all, I was Im- surprised and impressed with the movie overall. I thought it was very watchable. I was glad to hear. Yeah, I'd say a fairly solid, generally, generally fairly solid movie. Some problems, but overall, I thought I'd be worried if he didn't have problems with one of my picks. Yeah, but I have some problems with my picks too. They're not perfect. We try and assess them, but obviously, we have different tastes. Was riddled. (laughs) We have different tastes, so that it is part of what the fun is to try and and be impressed by something that you wouldn't have anticipated being impressed by or being. My prediction for you is like I think he's probably going to like it more than some other war movies that I have or will. Bring out. I think this was one that I think he's gonna. It's like Hearts War. Oh yeah. You found yourself okay. that yeah. You couple scenes, pretty, couple moments. Sure. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good considering Bruce is in it. So it's now it. no Bruce. We got Mel Gibson. Yeah. In this one instead. So I'm thinking you you're gonna find some things to like about this movie and not have any major issues like like giant no. No, like something nothing that's gonna really take you out. You might no, have there, some little nitpicks and some qualms. But nothing major. I cannot follow the story. Yeah. I think it stays pretty focused, generally. Yeah, it's very... Um, on two things. Not just one thing. I would say like it's focused on the, the home, yeah. life, and the war itself. Like his, Him as a dad, yeah. him as a soldier are really the two sort of things that it really stays focused on. I think it does a really good job. And I, and I like that, that they're both part of the movie. Yeah, even so much as adding dialogue to Hammer at Home. Mm-hmm. which is maybe a little hat on a hat, which this writer seems to be uh, familiar with. But So, yeah, I agree that there is something that they this movie handles well and things that eh, maybe misses the mark on, but I like that it is focused. Maybe the last movie this guy wrote maybe wasn't quite so focused, if you will. Perhaps. Uh, it's sprawling in, in its... In some opinions, but it would have that... Uh... <laughs> I, this is, seems to be five hundred million dollars worth of opinions, <laughs> perhaps. This movie didn't actually make very much. No, not people don't have as strong opinions about this movie. Yeah, but you look if you look at the budget, and how much it made, didn't uh, wasn't much of a net. Yeah, it's because Gibson isn't marketable. Yeah. Randall Wallace as a director and writer isn't marketable. Yeah, I feel like this Vietnam movie went a little bit under the radar. Yeah. Marketable, it maybe wasn't like, marketed as a blockbuster movie. We're not making movies. At the time, I mean, I don't know, 2002. We have Windtalkers that comes out two years later. Yeah, right. I just think that they're, it just the, the time has moved on a little bit. Yeah. And again, in the 80s, there's four, five, six Vietnam movies. Some are big hits, some are mediocre hits, but they're all getting a piece of the pie. And I feel like right now, it's no pie in 2002, <laughs> it's post-September it's 11th. The people are thinking they're churning out war movies, I think, because of the war that's going on. Or that time frame, you do wonder is this kind of trying to cash in a little bit on the patriotism that people are trying to feel around 2002 era. And yeah. maybe not if it didn't make any money. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe not. I didn't think anything of it of, of that, um, of the timing of it all. I think for the t- the timing of it for me, it was it, this was prime time for what I'm watching. Saver Private Ryan, '98, Pearl Harbor, 2001. I have this in 2002. There's a lot of movies that, for my t- time in my life, this was there. They're speaking like, to you. Yeah. There's and this is one. I think I've spoken about tiers before. What movies I have in the first tier. This is a tier two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a high tier two. So it's okay. it's not quite there with some other films, but it's right behind with number of times I watched it and how it's made me feel when I watch it. So okay. Yeah. So it's it's up there. It's in some it's in some conversations. It's pretty exciting. This was a, a big time of movie watching for me as well. I just moved to Vancouver, so I saw a ton of movies in 2002. Just none of them were this type of movie. So. I moved to Vancouver in 2001, so that early way phase of I didn't really have any friends at that point. I didn't know anybody in that city. I can see that. Uh, I took a long time to start working. I was just I like can see that chilling too. out, enjoying the... I can see that, too. <laughs> oh, makes sense. Enjoying the city. So I was just seeing movies all the time. I lived around the corner from the Granville 7, just down never the road saw from Tinseltown. So, and I worked at a video store what is wrong when I did you? start working. So No excuse. Uh, it just is, it wasn't a movie that appealed to me. I, at that time, I was really snobby. I mean, I already still am, I suppose, but <laughs> it was really getting into that peak time. I was a populist kid, and then gradually, 94-ish, it started to just narrow, and I was like, no, I'm not interested in... But this is Craig, Greg Kinnear. I like Greg Kinnear. I thought he was the only one that deserved at least an Oscar nomination in 98 for um, As Good As It Gets, or 97 for As Good As It Gets. Yeah. Um, in the end, it went to Helen Hunt and Jack, and I thought they were the two least interesting performances in that movie. I thought Greg Kinnear was the only one that brought anything interesting, which coincidentally co-starred Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. Uh, we were really proud of him then, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, done, he did some great work. He did some great work. But yeah, so Kinnear, I, I really like as an actor. He did a movie called Autofocus, Paul Schrader movie that he made with Willem Dafoe. He's excellent in that movie. He's in a remake of Sabrina with Harrison Ford in the mm. mid-90s, too. So... He was a guy. I liked him on the show Talk Soup, and he had a late night show for a bit. So I like him. And when he's in this, I, I was pleased. But he wasn't enough to sell me on the movie. He's not a name like, ooh, I got to go see, check out the new Kinnear flick. This <laughs> no, is not well, he's, there. But when I saw him, I'm like, it. I like this guy. Yeah. And I like him right away in yeah. this movie, too. He's always been, I don't know if he's like a good supporting yeah, guy. Exactly. So anyway, we were all watching a bunch of movies, but none of us were interested in what would qualify as some big expensive war movie thing i didn't think that it was going to bring anything new to the table you were wrong i think i was a little bit this movie does try big man to admit something different i don't think it's different enough for it to really capture my imagination Mm. let's say but compared to some of the more familiar tropey territory that we've been in off and on over the podcast but just in life watching movies this felt a little bit different, a slightly yeah. different bent and so forth. And I'm always willing to, part of what we talked about is why something like the Full Metal Jacket movie speaks to me or whatever else, is because it's very different it than is, yeah. what other movies were doing at that time and certainly Vietnam movies. So because of that, I give this movie credit for what it's doing. And I think as a director, I thought he was better equipped as the writer-director in this movie than he was as maybe just the writer uh, in previous attempts to make a war movie. Yeah. Well, I, I'm happy to hear, Phil. I'm happy to feel that you uh, somewhat enjoyed the watch, thought it was a little bit different. Uh, let's get uh, into the movie. It starts in the 50s, actually. Yeah. With the French army. 
Yeah, it feels massacre out of the blue, right? It, 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 I felt a little. First of all, I want to say right off the bat, love the violence. I figured you might. Yeah, I was really pleased by it throughout the whole movie, but it's right away it's, you get a sense of it, and yeah, I'm like, okay, don't pull any punches. Yeah, if you read the reviews, it keeps coming up oh, with really? the gore, yep. and a lot of them feel like it was necessary to really show. There are movies that are trying to present a catastrophe or a surprise attack or whatever else, <laughs> and what ends up happening is there isn't really any moments to see the devastation. Yeah. And it's my issue with some of the Marvel movies where just like swaths of aliens get mauled down. No one cares. No one, yeah. you don't feel anything. I like that right away we're in blood and guts and bullets ripping through and killing and shooting yeah. through necks and or heads. Neck. And, yeah, exactly. Like, those are all evocative. Now I get it. He's maybe if Trump you're not into, going there, yeah. if you're not into blood and guts, like it's Which I'm not generally, no. but for this movie, whatever reason I make a, an exception. Yeah, I think what's interesting to me, and I actually meant to bring this up earlier, is I've, I'm curious about, we talked a couple weeks ago about Halloween and the horror genre, slashers in particular. And this is just a different kind of horror, really. Well, this is the it. question. So in those movies, as I was saying back then, I was like, I really love, it's like, how can people die? Right? I want to see the effects. I want to watch how you dispatch of somebody. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking about, in watching this movie, wondering... If war movies, or certainly war movies of this type, don't fulfill something similar. I found at times mm -hmm. in this movie, I don't know who it is that's getting killed because I don't have emotional connections. Mm -hmm. There's too many characters. There's too much. Yeah. But I do enjoy the landmine that they get hit or the grenade that they can't escape, yeah. the gunshot to the back, to the thing. So I was thinking to myself, in some ways, this feels a slasher movie, but one that you uh, enjoy. Not, I don't know about this movie specifically, yeah. but like war movies in general, where it's like nameless, faceless people sometimes just go off and get terror and torn up. And one, you have an emotional connection to at times. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm really connected, even though I don't really spend any time with them in the movie. And yet a horror movie, slasher movie... We're laughing at the fact almost that this one person we don't care about is getting stabbed in the throat. How do I care about that? What does it matter? I think it's interesting to me that I, I put that together when watching this. I want to know what your thoughts, if you've thought about that. But it feels like we're on the same page with different books. Yeah, I thought about that earlier, too. I, I said to myself, geez, Dave, this is I mean, war is horror. Sure. Really, the, in some, it's it's certain, it horror. always is in movies. It's somewhat you muted, but yeah, yeah, it, 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 it picks. But the actual war itself is is horrific, and the people that get killed and the manner in which they get killed is horrible. Yeah, absolutely horrible. And I wouldn't say I like it. Sure, like, but you watch it a lot. I right? do. Like you go to it. You like the kill, the deaths absolutely. in these as horror movies. And I think it's just because of of what's the cause. Uh, okay. We have a battle, soldier versus soldier, yeah. which uh, which is why you're there, what could happen. Sure. It's where, just it has happened on some level. Yeah, some a lot of it's of based off of, off of history. Sure. Where a horror movie, I'm like, oh. Like, why? Is, why is any of this happening? Yeah. Maybe that's the difference. Sure. And why are you trying to, you're, you're actually making a point of making it gross. Yeah. Like you're yeah, thinking, yeah. how do I make this gross? Yeah, where the war movie is, cool? that's what happens when a bullet hits yeah. you there. Yeah. So it's just trying to portray real life and try to reenact it, 
try to portray it properly. Mm. Where horror movies, just a bunch of guys, let's let's make this the worst possible death, and let's just rip off an arm and and feed it to him, and sure. it's just weird shit. It's just weird shit. But I do know, and it has been proven that when you stab somebody with a pitchfork. <laughs> And it goes through your body. That that does happen. That is yeah. That could so that's happen. real. That, I, and I, as you remember, I you, didn't mind that and one. You didn't mind that one exactly. exactly. So maybe there is something to your point. There is. Yeah. It's just the ones like where it's like showy. I'm not in it for the showiness. I'm in to see what the what war was. Okay. Where the thumb through the foreheads. Look what we can do. Well, no, <laughs> sure. you, you can't do. You that. can't do it. So you yeah. can't. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. But again, I don't. The like Hacksaw Ridge. It's pretty gruesome. Okay. It makes this look like a Disney movie. Oh wow. Okay. And I'm not a big fan. As a result of that, as like a result of that, it's a of little it. much. Too, okay. It's bodies in half. Yeah. Okay. It's heads. It's things like this. Yeah. And not to take away from the fact that sure, it may have been real. real, just as real as this is. But there yeah. is a limit on your side where it's, yeah. like, it's almost too real. That's mm-hmm. fair. Anyway, that was my first first thing when I watched this opening scene. I was really pleased by the amount of violence. I didn't think that it was gratuitous. It felt natural. It felt organic. To and this. not showy, right? It just felt this is just all. Yeah, it's visceral, right? Yeah. So it's supposed to be a little showy. You're making a point when you're pointing the gun at the barrel of the of the camera and pulling the trigger and it goes that is a choice to be in the moment. So mm-hmm. the throat, the blood shooting out at the camera, you're everything all those decisions, those actions where you're placing the camera, you're staging, is designed to show off a little bit, but I don't find it that's the thing. It doesn't yeah. feel like it feels organic. It feels yeah. natural. So it just feels like a good choice. That's it. It feels yeah. like a natural choice. It feels like you want them to be them being the audience. They want you want them to be connected. You want them to be in the moment. And I think it just does that very quickly in that scene. They have to show a massacre. Yeah. That that's in the history. And they refer books. to it the rest of the movie, right? Yeah. It's indicative of the rest of the movie. So yeah. set that scene. But as a new as a new viewer, I'm like, what am I watching? Everybody, mm. I just that every English speaking person in the in the movie just got annihilated. French in, speaking? I, I I don't remember dialogue. I just remember them not Vietnamese. The French. Yeah, I know, but I don't know that they're speaking French in that scene. I don't remember the, the language. En couvert, en couvert? You don't know that's French? Yeah. Take cover? I just don't remember. Derriere? Behind you? I just didn't remember. Wow. All I remembered was that everybody died. Yeah. From our point of view, everybody died. Yeah, they're all French. The idea that, I mean, I know they're French in the context, but I thought they skirted the cheat of the accents because sometimes yeah. they'll do. Legit. Either way, I was surprised that everybody just got annihilated. I was like, what is the movie we're watching? And then it cuts back to. Yeah, and the, I like that cut. And this movie does very good at cutting in multiple instances. Is it cuts to the drum, the intro, the, the credits, yep. Mel Gibson. And I really, I like that. I like the beat that it goes with. I'm not going to be able to recreate it. I felt like I was there. (laughs) (laughs) So I like that introduction. And we see Mel Gibson pretty quickly after that in the car. Yeah. Yeah. He introduces his family man. Eight kids. A lot of kids. Clearly a Catholic. Which is true of, I think, Gibson himself. I think he's got many kids. Yeah. And they're singing uh, Bingo or Over the Mountain and all she could see. Uh, a couple of classics. Yeah, absolutely. Serenading and drumming. Dave's uh, a master of uh, all trades. I here. like it. I do like it. There's so. an innocence that's conveyed right away, especially yeah. coming out of the bloodbath that was the previous scene. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nice juxtaposition. Yeah. And the officers are already there wondering, do you know anything about this Hal Moore guy? Is that's he, right. Yeah. He's new to the base. What's going on? He's one of those book guys or whatever. Is he a pussy? 
Yes. And after that, we get to meet the great Greg Kinnear. Yep. Pretty quickly. They're having a little ball game, him and Snake Shit. He is Snake Shit. Oh, he is Snake Shit. Too tall. Too tall. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> Outside of Army Rag. So why is he there? He shouldn't be like you're breaking the rules. Yeah. Uh, so Gibson's character, Hal Moore, comes to meet Greg Kinnear because he's basically the the main dude with these choppers. Yeah. Which is a new thing. They're yeah, that's the trying that's out. the attack that choppers. Ultimately, is the plot of the movie really? It it portrays the first land battle. Yeah. Of America, a lot of new Americans stuff. in Vietnam. Yeah. And a lot so of new- that's the juxtaposition. That's the crux of this movie, effectively. And Kinnear is. The that helicopter guy. pilot that's going to help revolutionize yeah. their on-ground uh, game attack. What did you think of the... This might have been just before. There's the hallway scene. Two, guys, two officers, and they're talking about who should we get to to run the show here. Yeah, I know a guy who did some parachute testing. How more? Yeah. Apparently, yeah, he sounds like he might just be the guy. I don't know. I, just, I like that introduction to get an idea of who is Hal Moore. Before he shows up. Yeah. yeah. It's just I, a quick moment, but I thought it was a nice scene. I sometimes like a little bit more of it, to be honest. Mm. I, I like the, let's talk about the character before he shows up. So we have a sense. Of, Ooh, yeah. You're telling me they're sending uh, whatever. Oh, the Wolfman is coming? Like his nickname? <laughs> whatever. Um, there's a couple movies that do that very well. and Cowboys and Aliens. A little bit, sure. They talk about, yeah. It's the highlight of that. It's Harrison Ford's character. is getting alluded to a couple of times. You know who my dad is, right? So when he shows up, it's, oh, oh, it's that guy. So I agree. I think it's a little short-lived because obviously we introduced to him really quick, but it does allow for a certain amount of gravitas, a mm. little exposition. And I thought the scene between him and Kinnear, I loved it. I don't have a choice in all this. No, you don't. But he wants to do it. Like he has, yeah. I want to serve you. Here's a, they're having a beer. That's it. I just, I love that relationship. From minute one. Yeah, they established it pretty early on very well. And I like that he says, too, you're going to be my guy. Yeah, a lot of respect there. it's going to be a lot of to ask you to yeah. do that to a stranger or for a stranger yeah. to come into the shit and whatever. So consider ourselves met. Yeah. And now you're in it. Yeah. I like that, too. It's like it's a really blood oath almost right away. It's like it's you and me. Yeah. And that plays out throughout the rest of the movie. And I, I think I, I think that's Mel Gibson too. He can he can he can do he that does role that pretty stuff good. Really well. Yeah. And Kinnear too. I think he plays yeah. that kind of character. I feel like right away this movie fairly early on is is connecting with me in ways that previous movies did previous not. movies may not. <laughs> but I, right away I'm like, okay, I like this relationship. I like the violence. Yeah. And I like generally where it's going. Speaking of love stories. Madeline, Sam, Ma- Sam Elliott. <laughs> I do have him, but, but Madeline Stowe as well as the wife. She's there pretty early on. Yeah. And they have their... Have you ever marveled? I marvel all the time. You do marvel? You look like a marveler. So I do like that. I'll give you something to marvel about. I marvel that anybody listens to these (laughs) podcasts. (laughs) I like the playfulness of their marriage. It goes a long way. Yeah. We talked about this uh, in Poltergeist as well. I know that you didn't love that movie, but if you remember Craig T. Nelson Nelson. and Joe Beth and the way that relationship goes, you get a sense. These people like each other. In some cases, they love each other. They're horny for each other. Yeah. There's a life lived in this relationship, and it's not easy to do always. And when it's done, I always appreciate it because I think it's difficult and I, I respect it. And uh, I like her. She's a fan. I'm a yeah, fan she's good. She's good. Yeah, Plumley, Sergeant Plumley. Him and Savage have some exchanges. Don't get it, really. I don't really like it, to be honest with you. I didn't like the first one. I like the second one. Yeah. What, are you weatherman now? Yeah. That, the other one was just, I don't know why he was just like... What kind of day is it? I don't how know. do you know what kind of... His, uh, scowl, his character is actually my least favorite in the movie. 
he grows on me as the movie goes on. Okay. That's not he it gets better is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I think it gets worse. It gets better second. after anyone calls me grandpa. I'll kill you. Which I, I don't mind. It's funny. But when they're actually on the battlefield, I like his character. Why he's older and hasn't moved on up past sitting at a desk by now. Yeah, I have. Big, it's always I, that guy that Denver gets promoted. I have know? a general note around the age of everybody in this movie. I feel like my image of Vietnam in particular, well, the young people are young people. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, and everyone's got receding hairlines. Everyone's ancient, like old 40, 50 year old people. I'm just thinking those are the officers. Yeah, I get, but like Clark Gregg is in this movie, and he's at least 38 in this movie. Officer. It just strikes me as, oh, Chris Klein is in this movie, and that's a guy that I just two years earlier was in American Pie. Yeah, he's green. So you're like, okay, he's young green. kid, he's in his 20s maybe, that makes sense. But some of the other people I think, like, you're old, yeah, and that's just my that. own ignorance. Like, I, I don't think it's a fault of the movie. I'm oh, just yeah, surprised by it because my images yeah. and the stories you hear of Vietnam is like, draft dodgers and hippies and like you're taking young people Muhammad and throwing Ali. them into yeah. the thing they're don't belong there full metal jackets young people kids whatever yeah. else so it just when i'm watching 40 and 50 year olds and sam elliott who's at least in his 50s and, and Gibson, Korea. i just think what are you doing there well, those <laughs> are the ones oh, i'm assuming who are sure they signed up yeah yeah like, they're I, army people they're that's i'm what just they do. surprised though is that's all it yeah. just it's one of the things that stuck out it's oh. typically a young person's thing even saving private ryan almost young everybody in that game. movie is young <laughs> except, except for tom except sizemore. For sizemore but everybody else on that but he team has to be there is pretty young and <laughs> yet here we are with 30 whatever year olds but anyway i just think sam elliott as an actor I, I think he's great but in this role i didn't like him in the beginning the scowl is almost look cartoonish only standing still only having a pistol all of his character and characteristics feels very like comic book to me. It's your least favorite character in the my movie, then? My absolute least favorite, I think. Okay. Wasn't my favorite, but again, he's 50 He's 50. my least favorite like real character. There's people yeah. I don't like or, or connections, but he's supposed to be somebody in this movie, yeah. and I'm like, I don't want you on the screen. Nothing I see, okay. yeah, I enjoy. No, that's fair. I'll and and it's because of these early scenes as well. Don't set him up very well. Speak, he's in this scene is where they're doing the training. Yes. And I love how he picks out his radio guy. Who tuned that in? You? You're my radio guy. I love the nonchalantness of it. Or just, yeah, you're the guy. I got real this like is you. Yeah, you're the, you'll figure it out. Yep. I like that. And I like his little story about uh, this is how they do it in their tribes. Oh, uh, yes. And the, every kid, every mother nurses any kid sort of thing. Now, uh, seemed like it's probably accurate, but you're not necessarily lactating. <laughs> by automatically so if you're a mother but your youngest kid is 12 you're not going to her for for milk meet the fockers has taught us anything or meet the parents sorry you can milk anything with I a nipple i haven't seen it no it'll come off the show. <laughs> but i, I like the the gist of the scene uh just being trying to be funny i fail but i like that moment that he's having and sure. to, to let people know that you're fighting for each other. Yeah. Like, and this is the band of brothers I'm talking about. Sure. The camaraderie, yeah. build it together. Yeah. Sure. Now, this movie isn't like heavy on it. Brand of, band of brothers has time to be heavy Fair. on it. It's 10 hours or whatever it is. Yeah. Save and Pride. Ryan has a little bit of time, but this movie touches on enough where it does scratch that sort of itch. Yeah. And it has some other elements that I like it to elevate the movie in general. Yeah. One of the things I think this movie does a little differently again when we're talking about different bents on a war movie or whatever else is the in use of the wives and yes. and having that's scenes very unique 
I can't think of a war movie that used it to this extent. Yeah, there's not anyway. a lot of them. They're often just there at the other side of the conversation. But mm-hmm. here, having that Madeline Stowe hosting the kind of new to the base yeah. round table, I thought was a cute scene. Yeah, where can we get food? Where do we go to the laundry? And then someone was saying, which is a little bit of a cute joke, like a little bit like kind of could have run, could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, it is 1964 to be that progressive feels like you that a you should know that is a thing and b the fact that she's like that's unbelievable and i can't you should yeah you probably were maybe on the other side of that conversation right in the hindsight of 20 2002 you get to be progressive but the fact that she makes the joke about how you can't wash your color no. it's whites only yeah, in white's this laundry only. mat yeah. and nobody seems to she doesn't seem to get that as a reference to the people but not the laundry itself i think she does a good job performance wise i agree too i just think you should in know real it. life this is a questionable moment in yeah. the movie it's fine i do nina's response who's nina's her name nina no i was nina in third rock from the sun oh, of course why would you uh, give me that name she was like uh, the <laughs> assistant to uh, liz Kirst- lemon who liz lemon is that a thing no. third rock kirsty what was her name? Oh, I'm thinking of 30 Rock. Kurt Alley. I'm thinking uh, of 30 Rock. Who's in Kate and Alley? Jane Curtin. Jane Curtin. Yeah, she was. Nina was Jane Curtin's assistant in Third Rock from the Sun. Gotcha. So she, Simbi Kali, I believe is her name. So. Okay. Yeah, she's great. I really like her in this movie. Actually. Yeah, only really two she has a couple scenes, good scenes, but, really but good ones, wow. Yeah. She knocks it out of the park, and I just love her little speech about respect. Yes. And they all laugh, and it's great. That, like, that takes care of laundry. And we get a number of times back to them throughout the rest of the movie, and, and I do appreciate that. And when they do go back, it's hearty. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, it's not just someone listening to the radio crying or something. Yeah. It's actually they have roles. they're involved <laughs> in the process for whatever else, which I, I really do enjoy. We get the like a Johnson on the telly. We get the scene in the church. Oh yeah, with with Jack, with where he yeah. meets up with Jack. Yeah. So yeah. We, we meet Felicity Huffman. She has the baby, and everything's good. And Felicity Huffman, my God, <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Russell. You just call her Felicity. That's what I always do. Yeah. It's okay. We're all adults here. That's what she's most well known for. Felicity yeah. Huffman is an actual actor. Is my oh, point. Oh, yeah. Her right. last name so, isn't Huffman, yeah, is it? Okay, so, you're an idiot then. So that's the problem. Yeah. So that's why we're going to cut it. Uh, we'll see. And uh, It's weak. I'm hoping that means that. feel fucking up as much as yeah. possible. But we get Carrie Russell, and then we meet Jack, her husband, uh, father-to-be, yeah. Yeah. in church praying. and Jack and Barbara. It's a bit of a scene that is a little bit contrived, a little bit writerly, but generally I like it. I, it doesn't, it do, doesn't yeah. really get me out of it. Being a soldier, being a father, how do you feel about that? I like that. that. That's and really good. One one makes me better at the other. Yeah. I think that's really good. I think that's nice. Yeah. It also obviously comes, it's a theme that comes throughout the rest of the movie, but yeah. I thought delivered, introduced at an appropriate time, didn't feel like overshadow or foreshadowing at the time, didn't feel a little heavy-handed. I had no idea like he was, was just gone. A reasonable yeah. question. I knew that he was probably going to die. Just, again, track record. But it but didn't feel like scene, yeah. this was... Goodbye. You know, yeah, it just felt... Asking that question felt legitimate. Like yeah. It didn't feel tacked on. Yeah. And then we get, yeah, Lyndon Johnson kind of on the telly communicating that they're putting more... 75,000 up to 125. Exactly. Yeah. So, so making a big investment in, in the manpower going to Vietnam. And then there's this sort of wink and a nod to the women saying they're going to celebrate. 
Get your best dresses. That's it, because they're going to be a thing. And sure enough, there's it, a thing. A lot of war movies, it, there's always a, a dance sure, in absolutely. there. Uh, before they uh, get up in your yeah so dresses and whatnot. Different song here. We got uh, Crandall, which I'm going to remind you is Greg Kinnear. Oh, great. Yes. He's, uh, he gets the ball rolling. He's karaoke. Yeah, start singing the song. I love the tune. I don't know this. I'm not familiar with the music, but it's upbeat and it's fun. And then you have Madeline Stowe and she's just looking at her husband and he's off. And I love, it's very small, but you can. he's having a conversation. You can't hear him. Yep. But you get a general sense he's not happy. Yeah, And I lo- sure. And she sees that and I love it. And then you get to the actual conversation, which is, a, again, very sm- short scene. But I think that the dialogue's really good. Uh, you can tell he's a soldier and he's like, yes, sir. Same as Custer's, named after Custer, which is not a good thing. No. If you know your history. I don't know a lot of the history with Custer. I just know it didn't end well. It didn't end <laughs> from, well. From, right. from the, from the footage Custer's I saw. Custer's last stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That big, a little bighorn. It's a problem. Yeah. So I like that sort of theme because it comes back a little bit later on. Yeah. I enjoy any time in a movie where we talked about the relationship and buying the couplehood and all this kind of stuff. I do think that there's an element where... If you can include a scene in your movie where someone is reading the body language of the other and you mm-hmm. get the sense she knows because she knows him, he knows because she, he knows her, depending on the circumstance in the movie, I think that's a clever shorthand to establish that relationship. We don't need to know what he's saying specifically. Mm-hmm. We read it in her face that she knows what he's feeling yeah. because they're a married couple and have been for X amount of years. So I really enjoy that scene generally, and I do that overall. The party scene I think was pretty effective. It's short again; it gets hold me, hold me. I love that song. Never let. I can't, man. I cannot sing. No, you really can't. I can't. No, forgive me. But if you're gonna keep my bullshit in, you better keep that bullshit (laughs) in. Uh, Fair enough. But uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I do love that song though. Always have, and uh, we get shots of, and we've seen it one other time already. But Gibson obsessing over the tactics the French massacre yeah. he's looking over the statistics the helicopter specs yeah. he's got the French massacre book always open equals massacre Custer now he's looking into that as well like yeah. he's, he's a smart guy not a death wish but a clearly a strategist and yeah. is caught up in these two yeah. things and obviously doesn't want to repeat them although Spoiler. Yeah. He's going into some pretty hated territory. Yeah. But he's gonna give himself the best chance. That's it. But I, so I like that this preamble Yeah. And I like that it's concise. There are movies that we may or may not have spoken about that uh take too much time and not uh-huh. enough movement in the story. Uh-huh. This gets to not sure what you're talking <laughs> about. This gets to the point quickly quickly yeah we want to see this guy is wrestling with xyz we see xyz and we pay off xyz in 20 minutes and not an hour and a half and i think that stuff makes this movie frankly good or better but propels it and keeps it moving forward i love everything about this movie until and after but up until they actually get to vietnam i really all the pre get there stuff yeah okay like almost all of it I love. I think that's fair. I've got notes that are basically the same. My like, I almost first, think I like it better than the actual f- battle itself. In my the, first in hour, ways. I think, yeah, it's pretty effective. It's really telling a story, setting up the pieces well, in defining characters. It's yeah, just, yeah. So I like that, that this kind of does it. And the next, um, you know, it kind of has a quiet moment to show 
at least the core group of people with their wives cuddled up in bed or mm -hmm. playing with the baby or whatever the case. Yeah. I like that there's this take a breath moment before we're about to get deployed. Now, I don't know what your thoughts are. We have two things left uh, before we get out. We have the speech. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, at the not a lot of people showed up. Mostly just the wives. Yeah. Well, not a big, not a big crowd at this game. No. And maybe it was six thirty in the morning. No one was awake. <laughs> <laughs> they were all playing baseball. Everyone's out. The, uh, the baseball field. This is the football field. <laughs> Wrong field. We have a Ukraine captain. We have Hispanics, Japanese, blacks, Jews, and Latin, Gentiles. Yeah. I don't leave anybody out here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he's saying none of that matters once we're there. We're it's all Americans. And melting pot. It's great. I think it's a. I don't know why they're wearing. He's wearing his helmet at this point. It is a little bit much, like Michael Dukakis in his tank reference that some people might get. But yeah. So no one in this room. Not this room. <laughs> I think I've heard of it, but I, I'd have to uh, get a refresher. Anyway, maybe it's just what they do. It's a tradition or sure. something like that. They're all wearing. Rally it. the troops. It's just, yeah. Obviously, there's a reason yeah. for it. Yeah. We're not going to question it. But after that scene, and again, it gets back to the sort of the quiet scene that this you're sort of quarantined scene, right, yes. with their wives and the kissing and the cuddling, which I love. The canoodling. The canoodling. And Philip, this is my favorite scene of the whole movie. Hot diggity. And we have alignment. I always... <laughs> wow, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. And I don't think it's always been okay. my favorite scene. It's just, I know it's there and I know I like it. But this time, like, I said to myself, I think this is my favorite scene. Yeah. And... I think it, I think we're gonna have probably say the same thing. It's just everything about it, how he gets up and how he walks away, how she comes out after him. He's gone. I love you. He disappears into the dark. He shows up, and I know it doesn't really necessarily make sense that you can't see him and there he is. But I think it's just it's beautiful. It's a beautiful shot. Yeah, it's a beautiful choice. Yeah, and, and then another soldier comes up, and then you know many more and many more, and they all and come in. They smile. They nod, and the music. Yeah slowly just Triumphant. amps up yep. it, it really is philip and this is and the buses yeah the yeah. whole thing whole, I agree. and they're on the bus and just and you can feel this is where i think you can feel anxious the anxiety of soldiers you can feel shit we're going to war yeah. like you can feel, like i'm but nervous an excitement too yeah like, like, like it's a one it's guy a, smiled it's a weird thing because you're yeah. trained to this is your moment now yeah get me in them planes <laughs> uh, you get the sense that this is what they're there for, but at the same time, the reality is, yeah, you might not make it. Yeah, and he says that too in that speech. Yeah, I, I will not be left behind. I will be the first one first there one, yeah. and the last one out, dead or alive, uh, you're coming but, home. But you're not. Yeah, you. Many of you men will die. Like you, this will Good happen. Good leader. He's a, an amazing leader in this movie. He's like a hockey coach when it comes to that. Sports is completely different, but this is where they get it from. Like this yeah. is just the more serious of version of it. Yeah. And this scene, you can tell, and just I don't know, you can see in their face. Like this is just you feel they're buying it. Like they're, they're yeah committed. Yeah. And the music just it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a favorite of mine too. I yeah. think it's a it's an excellent, very short, but an excellent scene. Subtle Does the way, right but... thing of rallying the troops almost, and yeah. as an audience almost rallying the audience too. It's like the most quiet. It's it. And impactful. Yeah. It's just a weird blend that really gets me going. Especially considering how the rest of the movie goes. It's a well-received breath before yeah. the kind of chaos that's about it's to nice come. Nice and quiet, nice and calm. And, and then... tri triumphant. This is a positive moment and it's a camaraderie and it's a yeah. support system and yada yada. Which eventually, pretty soon, goes away and mm -hmm. it's 
struggling and fighting for survival and things get a little more, I don't want to say generic, but a little bit more traditional. But yeah. pausing the propulsion of the movie for this type of scene, I thought very effective and I really thought shot well and, and yeah. all that. I really It really stands out to any yeah. sort of war movie that I ever watched. And then we get to Saigon, I believe. Yeah, we're in Saigon now. Okay. They, he gets called into the little hut, whatever. And he's, how many enemies are we facing? Eh, it's manageable. You don't have a clue, do you? Yeah. I love just the... the candor. Yeah. It's a great moment. Now, I know you're not a big Sam Elliott fan in this movie anyway. It's a Plumlee fan. Yeah. More than anything else. But they light up the cigar. And I think that's my favorite scene with them. You might want to get one of those M16s. And he's like, there'll be plenty of them laying around. It's a really good line. It's I get a good that. line. It's a shitty character and it's a boring Yeah, but for arc, that moment. But that moment's pretty bad. He delivers it okay in that sure. one. I know where, I agree with you in a lot of ways that he's more He's cartoony to me. Like it's like it's it's like He tries a, to be cool. Yeah. Like it's, it's, to, it's, it's played to be I'm the cool older guy. That's it. I'm the uh, badass. It's a bit like a little like Sizemore nearing the end of Rival Ryan, where I feel like he's indestructible he's just i don't fucking care i'm just gonna when he's getting shot or whatever and he's still fighting against it it's fine i like it better in ryan than i do in this yeah in part because at least sizemore dies yeah and it's so, sizemore so there's a little and he has the credibility of being that kind of cantankerous guy oh yeah but to me this guy should have died no you're wrong so i do like how they set up the odds yeah they establish quickly that they're in yeah. rough shape not good yeah so they got their lz i have no idea what they're getting into now this is something that bumped for me. The what, sir? Bumped. Okay. I did not enjoy the close-up of the boot on the ground. Little too. It's like embarrassing to me. And because yeah. the music also does a moment, like the whole thing is so... It wants to make sure... You yeah. Like it's just, uh, Like I said, uh, there are things about this movie I, I, I really like, but this kind of thing is just, oh my God. Like we just talked. He had the whole speech about it. Then we get the close-up shot and the music swelling as his foot steps in the music. Da, da, da. And it's okay, man. We get it. And then they obviously reprise it later. I, it's just like head-shaking how bad I think that is. I think it would have been fine with just the music. Sure. You put the foot down, but not a close-up, and the music swells a bit. a real ma- meal But not both. Well. Yeah, that's a good it's point. It's too much. Uh, it, it, it stands out, but... It doesn't I, take me out. It's yeah, just... Yeah. It's a thing that, like, it does stick out. I'm in the movie still. Yeah. It just sticks out like a sore thumb, and I'm like, you don't need this. You're yeah. already okay. Like, you've already established... We believe it. Yeah, like, we don't need it. We know oh, you're going to yeah. be the first one, okay? Yeah. We got it. Exactly. We uh, don't need it. No, fair enough. I'll let it slide. But yeah, they're basically about 50 minutes... Before they get over, like they get attacked, pretty much as soon as they kind of land and, and they make their way. Not initially, but then they see somebody and they chase them. Sure. And then they get cut off. That's right. Now, but they're established to be that. It's the ambush, right? He talks about it even in that yeah. thing. It's not going to be that, or he's reading the book earlier. It's they're going to run after him. Of course, we're going to chase oh, him. Yeah, he right? says to he um, sees these things on the, the plumbly. Like, he says, "Does sound like an ambush, doesn't it? That's yeah, what I would do exactly." Yeah. And then they land, and they basically do exactly what he yeah. said he wasn't going to do, or that they shouldn't do, or whatever else. Gets it right. A bunch of people run off. Now maybe he's not in control, right? So it really sets up the dynamic for really what the next hour is of the movie. The only thing when I was doing a little bit of research, surprisingly, Please. yeah was that is one of the few things their his, the historian guys, the people that were there, said that didn't happen. 
they didn't chase right away? they oh, didn't, didn't chase the thing? they didn't chase the guy okay they were told to go to a certain section they were instructed they went and then they got that's where it was bush, but 50 minutes the movie's 220 218 218 so we're under an a half under halfway through before we get boots on the ground into the real kind of thick of the movie yeah uh, and I like that it moves fast it gets us there it felt like the right time to let's get there that's it the yeah. next wave I have to tell you does start to drag a little bit I feel we get it right like they're pinned down it goes on a little bit too long I would say but we're locked into that moment now what are your thoughts on kind of the setup of the thing they're split up they've got part of their crew over there pinned down you've got your own crew here pinned down and things going to town what's your it's take? funny I can't put a finger on it, but there's something about it I don't like. Okay. But I don't know what it is. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's because I don't know the exact layout of where they are, and I get a little bit turned around. Sure, geographic is a little messed yeah, up. Yeah, sure. but that's it. I just I feel like it's just me, because I've never read anything else up about that anyone else had an issue with it. I'm just I'm a broken compass, hmm. and I just didn't quite understand where, okay, you're over here. Oh, there, like, why don't they? And I, I thought, for why didn't, why doesn't the Vietnamese want just bring out just everybody? Go. Yeah, wipe them out. Same with the third wave and the, in the attack. It's like, why not? What, yeah. What's holding you back? Just yeah, send just, the planes. You want to win, right? What's the harm, right? What are you going to lose? Nothing. Yeah, but what I do is, it's if it's going by history, like this is what they didn't all come out. So it, they're displaying it cor- more or less. Sure, the book is written by the people. But in real are, life, why wouldn't you? Yeah, just it's like you got four thousand men against five hundred. Yeah. How does that happen? How do you lose? Yeah. Those uh, are things that I, I just, in general, I've always had a trouble with. Yeah. And I hate it in movies all the time. Is it just poor leadership? You just think, oh, how are you not, again, one guy in a pistol standing in the middle of the field yeah. shooting at people. You're like, this guy lives? Like, this is, be, like, it can't have happened this way. One, you know? th- one thing I, I think I read up a little bit a while ago, a couple years ago when I was curious about it, yes. was the training. Oh, yeah. The, a lot of the Vietnamese just weren't trained as well oh, with okay. using guns. So if that's true, which I don't know for sure, it's been a while since I looked it up, is like for every three equates to one because sure. you have that. So they've got the numbers, but they don't have the skill. Yeah. So I think that's how it evens out. Okay. What did you think of the scenes with the Vietnamese leader in the cave? Again, I like that we're spending... a few of them. I like that we're spending time on some level with the other it's side. It's an acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement that there were other tactical... And then certainly by the end of this movie, you really get a sense of it does a pretty good job of not trying to uh, alienate mm-hmm. or scapegoat. I think a lot of reconciliation in general has come about in the last 50 years mm-hmm. since the war. Sure. Yeah. Years even there's a great Ken Burns documentary where oh, he's great, where eh? he interviews not just U.S., military and troops and navy and whatever else involved in the war but also many of the vietnamese mm-hmm. about their side of that story and one of the arguments is of course it's not it's america had no place in that war it was a civil war north and south That's korea what i've heard other. but communism is supposed to be the gateway and if they fall in cambodia and vietnam then communism can get taken and all the way to the states and onward so i was trying to stop uh, the red threat or whatever else. Yeah, the things we do out of fear, right? There's a lot of problems with that war. I'm certainly not an expert, but what little I know of it and whatever else. I get it that... Yeah, uh, a lot of people oppose it. Course, yeah, yeah, so I like that this movie in the years since, it's 2003 or two that we're making it, that they can at least acknowledge the humanity in a weird way 
mm-hmm. of the other side, and they're not just bigoted, you know, mean spirited, hostile, no character, no people. Mm. Let them still be soldiers. Yeah, and like he even says at the in the church scene, there's the kind of joke he makes about. You're going to hear a lot of prayers tonight. Yeah, ignore them. Ignore those ones, right? But it does acknowledge that they're both fighting for the same thing, yeah. right? Like in their churches, they might still be doing the exact same, having the same moments. Yeah. But we want to win and to hell yeah, with I them. Yeah, I like that scene. Some so, people didn't like that 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 dialogue, but I thought it, it would have been something that they would say then. Yeah, I think we all say it on some yeah. level, right? Like, I want to win. I don't want you to lose, but I want to win. Yeah. And war is even that times a thousand. So... I think it's a reasonable thing to have the conversation. That's what I understand in, in football when you have the players who are acting religiously. They're like looking yeah, up yeah. to God and sure. praying. But do you think that God is picking a side of what who like? Does he want? Is he a Giants fan? Like he's got the he's got to cover the make the coverage, <laughs> whatever that is. Oh, cover the uh, cover the spread. Cover the spread. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just God's think that's a big funny. gambler. You don't know that about it. Yeah. yeah a, but if that quarterback's doing that and the other quarterback's doing it, then. Yeah. So they just cancel each other out. There's a, a, an amazing <laughs> Canadian artist named Danny Michelle, and he's got a song called "If God's on Your Side, Who's on Mine?" Because we're both doing the same thing. We're both praying. It's like, a so line in Saving Private Ryan, too. There you go. Yeah. So why you and not me? Um, all in all, I think it's good, and I thought, generally speaking, right away, these are pretty good action scenes. Yeah. And I like that it's nice and violent. Those are my notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you feel the squeeze. You feel like they're slowly getting surrounded. Uh, battle by battle, some close encounter stuff. Yes. One of the great scenes is the guys that are already bogged down and yep. cut off. Yeah. And they're coming up and they want, we're bringing air support, mm. bring it right in. And yep. I love that. And it's yep. a little bit of foreshadowing too. For sure. But they're bringing it right in, bring it right on top of us because they're right in front of us. That's it. You have no, we have nowhere to yeah. go. Yeah. And then I like how it goes back to the Vietnamese leader. So then they're like, they're using artillery as a shield. Okay. So there's of the technology yep. side of things to help level out the playing field. Sure. When you have 4,000 to 500. And whatever, explaining whatever as well. We're getting scenes like you're going to flank here, go here. And it's visual and they're yeah. not standing in a boat or anything like that. They're just able to communicate using drawings and whatever else. I don't know how anybody reads those things. Yeah. But calls them into these coordinates. coordinates. Yeah. People uh, know those things. Yeah. Not you and I. Yeah, no. Real, uh, people, real men do. We're idiots. I like where, where he said, we're going to flank them. And then Hal Morris, I think they're going to flank us. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't bother me because it, it does it so... If you're going to do it, yeah. do it right after the other. That's Don't right. wait like a few minutes and then do it. Because, it's a bit oh. of a jokey line, but it's delivered with earnestness in yeah. the midst of something else. So you don't really sticks out. It doesn't stick out. Like It's not a it's joke just for shows the joke's that sake. The intelligence between... That they're in sync. Yeah. And I like that too, again. I, I, it's I, like I, a re- and it's like a respect for each other in a way, even though they haven't met. Yeah. It's like we are two very fierce leaders that are very intelligent. That's it. Uh, and we both strategic. have the same goal, Same mission. Yeah. We want this land. We get Kinnear coming back in in the medivac ultimately to pick people up yeah got, he's not the uh, medivac but he'll do it clark Gregg. yeah we last talked a nice about guy him. eh last talked about him in 500 days of summer he's a nice guy in that and he was too nice a guy in this because it got yeah. him killed you take my seat yeah yeah bad news and he ends up staying on it anyway in the end he just collapses forward like so oh, now probably. you do ha- now you do have room that's right now you got room yeah i agree i thought you probably could have taken him but I always liked that actor. I didn't expect him to die necessarily, but there he was. I yeah. thought the scene was okay. Yeah. It's pretty standard stuff. Sort for a war movie, right? Like yeah. Someone you know, oh, he's going to die. Yeah. 
But I like that they gave him a moment because he's not a real big actor. Later on, we get like a real name actor that kind of has that moment. Yeah. But Clark Gregg isn't that guy to me. He's just a guy that's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, the fact well. that he gets a moment, I'm like, oh, that's good. Good for him. Yeah. In around that time, either before or after, doesn't really matter, is I love it's the part where they have to get a new LZ. Oh, yeah. They have to blow down some trees. And again, it's Mel Gibson's character, Hal Moore and Crandall. Yep. Just working together. Follow me to the new LZ. He that's sees them and he follows them. And it's just being in sync. Yep. Figuring out problems as they arise. We need yeah, resupplies. Right. Blow these, drop them. We can hide. We can. Yeah. 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 I just, I love that about movie. I love when there's just, I love, another thing I like about war movies is the, seeing the psychology of it, the brotherhood yeah. and how people cope in these skills. For me, I like the strategy. And that's one of the yes, challenges. That's the other thing. Something that's shitty is like Pearl Harbor where you. What? <laughs> no strategy there. Yeah, where there is no spent no time really spent on the strategy. There was the Japanese in the water in the boats. That's right. Pointing at things in their bathtub. Yeah, in their little bathtub. What like? It's you can so see silly. why they hated that, eh? Of course. Why you put us in a bathtub? It's the dumbest thing. Yeah. But so strategizing that is a movie I'd be willing to watch. Twenty minutes or five minutes or ten, whatever. About how does this thing get done and how cutting in between the different part, the American and the Vietnamese. Com- trying to set up their angles like that stuff it's good stuff there's entertainment and value in that and i like that this movie spends some time doing it which was another thing why i love band of brothers is there's that as well with the brotherhood i don't want to watch two hours of that yeah but it's an element you can bring it into the equation and kind of keep things pretty exciting absolutely we're about an hour ten it's about halfway through we got barry pepper yes we have nighttime it's night's fallen things have calmed a little bit i guess There's, there's a lull lull in the action and we've got Pepper showing up. And he's from Texas. That's the first thing that's made sense all day. First thing that made sense. It's such a that's like a written line, but I like it. It's yeah. delivered really well. I'm like, I don't I shouldn't like this line, but I can do it. <laughs> Nothing from Pearl Harbor he liked, but he likes this. Yeah. These contrived yeah. That lines. one I'm like, ah, something about it. It delivers well or it's caught up in a better movie or a better moment. Yeah. I like that. And I like that this is the moment where Kinnear, we cut back to him. He's the <laughs> chopper, it's getting sprayed down, he's throws up even, like he's really fucked up about it. Um yeah. Is this where he gets uh, the gun? Yeah, he pulls the gun out on Tommy Lee Jones's right-hand man for The Fugitive. That's right, yeah. I don't remember his name. It, Roebuck. Yeah. Played uh, Jay Leno in, in the Late Shift TV movie. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, he's in The Fugitive. That's all I know him from in U.S. Marshals. And yeah, he would get in a lot of trouble for pulling that gun on him. That doesn't happen in real life, I don't know. No, but I think it's it, a good scene. I think I, Kinnear just knocks it out of the park. Like, yeah. you can tell he's just... Yeah. Yeah, I feel his uh, his anguish. Yeah, uh, I thought he's. I think he's a good actor. He doesn't yeah. do a lot anymore, but I think he's a good actor. I think he's yeah. an asshole, is what people. Greg Kinnear. Yeah, oh, that's too bad. Like I just remember some new. I used to be a real read the yeah the us, us weekly and that kind of stuff and that sort of EW and whatever else. And I think that the word around him was he was a bit of a that's too bad. prima donna on sets. Yeah, they earned it. Yeah. Um, uh, there is a nice little Barry Pepper conversation too in around here about how his grandparents met. They both lost a leg. Yeah. And um, they met at a shoe store. Luckily, one was the left, one was the right, I guess. Worked out. How more is, what are the odds of them having the same shoe size? So uh, it was a nice little story. Yeah, Just, it's uh, cute. I like Barry Pepper's character. This is the first time you've seen him in a war movie and he doesn't, he's not there to fight. Yeah. He's in. A, he's shown up obviously in a few uh, war flicks. Yeah, and uh, I like this character generally as being a reporter, and he's yeah. of course the voiceover, and it yeah, adds that element. Book. And I think it plays because it is Vietnam. 
Yeah. The media is. That's right. It's the first one that's been on television. It's yeah. The first televised war. Yeah. Real war correspondents in the trenches sending the reports back to television. That's one of the things that. Yeah. Why the the petitions and protests against the war kept continuing because every night you could watch soldiers dying mm-hmm. on live television every night, whereas oh, yeah. prior to that, live TV it was something else right you can now watch on television the the coffins coming back until nixon said no more press allowed but for a long time you could just you never had that experience before you'd get the news wires yeah. uh, tonight uh, 45 uh, people reported dead like it was like a distant thing and now there you're is. watching it in real like on yeah. six, six o'clock news it changes the whole element Jesus. so really intense stuff uh, as a result and um before we move away, we have one sort of scene uh, in the dark still. It's the cutoff platoon. Yes. And yes. one soldier can smell them. Yep. Yeah. And it's a lot of death, right? It's everywhere around. You're not yeah. just them, it's them. It's, it's so his savage, I think it is. He's yeah. With, he thinks I think so too. Yeah. And uh, they illuminate. And what a quick moment where you can see all the guys after you illuminate. Yeah. And then they start shooting. Yep. And then it cuts to the vacuum. Yeah. I thought it was a perfect time to take a break. Agreed. Yeah, from it all, and it's a big scene. She's vacuuming like she should in 1965. Absolutely. Yep, that's what they do. <laughs> I love vacuuming. Me too. I do all the It's the one chore that I do. I do. I, I do dishes I and do I do all, vacuuming. I do laundry and vacuuming. I do laundry too. Now that you mention it, but yeah, the I one I like. I don't like doing laundry. I just do it. But I, I do like it. doing dishes. I and do I like vacuuming. I go through five times as much laundry as she does. Oh really? I'm just terrible with clothes. And a taxi pulls up. If you recall. Yep. Comes to the door and he's got a letter. Yeah. And uh, you know what this is? <laughs> and apparently the cab company is delivering the, the not so good news when a soldier dies. Normally they have a service for that, but they weren't ready. And obviously she, she thought it was her husband and she gets a little bit tiffed at the cabbie. Yep. And he has a moment which gets me a little teary every time. I'm just trying to do my job. I don't like this job. Yeah. I'm just trying to do it. And he just turns and walks away. I think he's phenomenal. Really? I don't know what it is. Oscar. Maybe it's me just being like really sappy in my old age. But I saw the taxi and I'm like, here we go. I've seen this type of thing. I've seen this. Oh, mm-hmm. what was me? We watched it. It was another evocative scene, but in, in a league of their own. No taxi. But mm-hmm. when Jimmy's got the letter and he's just walking down and the, each woman, as he goes down the line in, in that movie, mm-hmm. thinks it's them and ends up going to Betty and it's a whole thing and whatever else, yes, if you remember, yes, like a yes. beautiful scene. I, yeah. And I was like, oh, here's that scene in this forgot movie now, right? That. It's a war yeah, yeah. trope. We see it. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And that by flipping it a little bit, by him not knowing and her calling him out on that, like... You don't fuck around with <laughs> with, yeah. with this, right? Like we know what this is, and you can't. And then having him, it just the fact that it takes a couple of minutes, not even to give to imbue this guy some character is more than what we can say about the don't last you, movie. Don't you dare! <laughs> it's just you've got three hours to play with, and nobody comes off any better than this guy in two minutes. I like how she both reacts to it and then also chooses to then be the the go the go to yeah. don't do this again yeah everything comes to me and i'll handle it and i like that the fact that she's she is the al halmore's wife it, it so has she's to the be equivalent her. It, has it has to, to be, be her. her that's yeah. that's how i look she's at the it the leader of that's of, it of the leader of the ladies that's right and there's a way that says and they call it out later but like 
he's responsible or he feels responsible or he will be held responsible because it's his command. Mm -hmm. So I think she feels the same way. And a good performance by Madeline Stowe and a nice thing to have it in the movie. And this kind of sets up a pretty significant chunk of time. You talked earlier when we do cut back to the home life Mm -hmm. that is hardy. I think this is that. Yeah, yeah. We can both agree that that cabbie scene, he's great. I'd love to give him a shout out. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) If only he had a name. If only... (laughs) Uh, he's, he's too far down on the too list. Far this, yeah, exactly. Uh, may not even have a picture. We're not sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm seeing something else. But so actually, she has a letter and she meets up with Felicity. Yep. And they deliver the letter. To Nina. Yes. What did you think of that scene? It. I love so much her performance. I liked her in that scene earlier where you're know, making the jokes. And my man's going to know where she's yeah. going. And that the sort of strength of that. And the defiance mm-hmm. that happens now, it's fighting like, against it. Like no, tears. no, yeah. uh-uh. And then breaking and then pulling it back up mm-hmm. and then breaking and, and pulling. Like that performance in that moment. Yeah. Fuck it. Like it ripped my heart out. It was really good. And I know what's coming. Like this is the this is usual movie stuff, right? This yeah. is war movie trope. And they do everything they can. Private right? Ryan's mother collapsing on the porch does nothing for me not really it looks like she's like slowly just sitting down but this woman yeah. fighting all of that yeah and relinquish and fighting and relinquish it's so powerful yeah it's amazing how one person can make a scene like that and we don't know this person like meaning the character we've only seen one other time made an impression quickly yeah and this is the only other time we really see her but man yeah. I, it's I love it. I don't know. It's not my favorite scene in the movie. We talked about that earlier. But this is really the most emotional scene in the movie for me. I would say this section where they, they again, after this, they go back. Oh, gosh. And yeah, there's yeah. a whole pile of these letters. You realize. And we go through this whole sort of quick Montage. Cuts, montage. This dissolving into the next, into the next. Yeah. Now, there's nothing that, there's no reaction that comes close to Nina's reaction. No. But... I, there's a good score coming behind it, and it's just you're still feeling the emotions from oh my gosh. that moment. Yeah, and I would say generally this is probably my second favorite scene in the movie. It's really powerful. Yeah, and we're watching a lot of death and violence on the other side of this equation, timed perfectly to get out of there. And, and, yeah, and see the ramifications of it. We've talked before. One of the challenges I find with war movies in general, and I don't agree with it in horror movies because I don't think it's necessary, but when it's of importance, like a war movie or, or, or something like this, I want the gravity of the situation. I want someone's death to mean something. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it in Wind Talkers. We talked about it in a number of movies that we've mm-hmm. talked about, Flags of Our Fathers. Someone's dying. I want it to matter. To somebody. To somebody. <laughs> I don't want to be anxious to die. I yeah. just want to... I'm anxious to matter. <laughs> but I want... So if somebody's dying, like we're watching all this this bloodshed on the field... Yeah, and they feel like they're nameless, faceless people because it's dark and it's big explosions, it's dust. It's, I don't even remember seeing his. That's death. what I mean. Like it, they don't make a meal out of that. Yeah, but the ramifications of that on the home front matters. Mm-hmm. And Madeline Stowe, when she's calling him out, and all of the pieces around the letters, the telegraph, telegrams, and the way it's delivered, and her performance, it's all so powerful that I, I love it, and it's so needed in this part of the movie. I think, and and the montage is excellent. We do, and we're going to get back to that one more time. We can save it for later if you want, because it doesn't quite happen yet, but it is part of that storyline, mm. unfortunately, because someone else is going to get a letter. Yep. So then we head her on back to the Valley of Death. 
That's right. Which is stench all around. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty suiting. Uh, it is pretty fitting. name. And again, there's a lot of things happening, so it's hard to keep it in order. But one thing that stands out is we get Chris Klein's character. Yep, it's uh, his moment. Him in Goddard. I forget his yeah, name. I think that's his name. Yeah, the guy you checked boots with yep. earlier. Check the boots. Yeah, he's a leader. Yep. And uh, he goes back for him. He get the other guy gets shot up. Yep. He goes back for the him. medic, right? You go and you try and make the save, make a save, and it doesn't end so well for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't usually for us in the <laughs> battlefield. And and then he gets the kind of dramatic, cinematic yeah. shot, and then shot, and slow mo. His eyes are wide open, and he's done. There is a strange thing. Speaking about the eyes open thing, I meant to mention this earlier. There, one of the early deaths, they do a little CGI on his de- on his dead eyes, which I thought was interesting. Really? Yeah. There's a guy that's dying. It's before they put blood to close. Oh, yeah. Or whatever else, but his pupils, yeah. like it's a close up on his eyes, and it, it can only be CG because whatever. But they basically digitized death of his eyes. It's very interesting. It's an interesting choice because most movies don't, right? You, have everybody looks the same you close the eyes no big deal but i thought wow you've taken the time to actually digitally alter yeah. the pupils of this dead man's eyes i thought it was interesting they took the time to do the whole face stuff with the guy that got grenaded oh my god and gosh. the guy was using the knife to get it out of his face Such how a did good they scene. do that i don't know that's impressive yeah yeah so, it's probably prosthetics if you put a, a layer of something over it yeah and you can get underneath it the same thing you do in a horror movie whatever else yeah you build a new Definitely layer was, uh, and then get on it but yeah it's Really effective. I, I really like that scene in general. It's going to get, in a moment, we're going to level that one up. Yeah. But first, yeah, Chris Klein. Yeah, Chris Klein, down. you kind of know again. But it but, sucks, man. Yeah. New yeah. father and just such a nice, nice guy. It's like the trope that you always have, right? It's just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a, the, a new father and I just got my wings. Like all this kind of, yeah. like the new hotshot on the, uh, the rookie of the, at the police station. It's yeah. my first day on the job. Can I go with you guys in the back? Yeah, sure. sure. Orlando Bloom in uh, Black Hawk Down. There you go. Eager Beaver finally gets to go out and he falls out of the helicopter. That's right. He's over. So things like that, you're like, you just, you had you got to have it. And yeah, he's, he's the one you got to have. I suppose. Uh, but I agree. I thought overall for, I'm not, a, he's not an actor I particularly like generally. He's disappeared off the face yeah. of the earth. But I, I like the character. I like the relationship. Yeah. But it's it's, it's fast tracked, right? Oh, we're, we're going to care about this guy a lot more because he's a dad, because he got Carrie Russell at home. Hey, because works. Whatever. But I'm in. I'm buying it. Um, it works. And, and, it, it and it gives Mel Gibson's character more to yeah, deal with that's because right. they made a connection in the church. And that's right. He's a father. It makes things a little bit harder. And he has a, a, a pretty teary moment. And yeah, not long after that, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, we get, it gets a little hot. A little hot under the collar. A little hot. Now, the guy that's calling in Broken Arrow. Slayer. Christian Slater, John Travolta, <laughs> John Travolta. coming to the uh, podcast oh, soon. Yikes. Just can't even do that to anybody. It's a John Woo movie, I think. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, I remember liking Michael it, but Brock- I was... Uh, uh, sorry, Jerry Bruckheimer movie. I was like 17 or 18 of when course. I watched it, so it's probably trash. And the guy that's calling them in, I tell you, he's doing... Again, like the cabbie guy. Yeah. Great work in small... Very animated. Very... Yeah, I just... I love that role, and I love the whole scene. And he's got to keep bringing it in closer, bringing it in closer. Yep. And just before that, Barry Pepper makes friends with somebody. Yep. Very quickly. Uh, very quickly. Yep. And I thought pretty contrived, but that's how that would happen. You're in a world where you're, it's, you're a world that's like super small. Yeah. You're short lived. Right? I'm, like, I'm a journalist. Nice yep. to meet you. And shit. And then the odds of this guy dying is pretty high. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I, I love all of that. I don't love all of it. 
Uh, Same reason why we'd have sex with Kate Beckinsale <laughs> in about nine hours and not wait. Yeah. Four weeks and two days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly. And they call one napalm a little too tight. A little too, too tight. tight. But I like, first of all, I love that scene. I like people, the way that dies. Mistakes happen. Things are Mel Gibson's, you got to shrug that off. And he's like, you did fine. Keep it up. Don't worry about it. I love that. That because is great. It's not and his reaction typical. Is that, yeah. you, you'd want... It would either get glossed over or it would, a mistake wouldn't have even happened yeah. because you can't make it like we're the good guys so we don't make the mistake. So I thought all of that stuff is pretty well contrived, it yeah. created yeah. and visualized. And it gets him to snap right out and get back to it, it, right? Like those words are make or break, right? So. You feel like you just killed somebody. Now you've got your yeah. CO basically saying, you're fine. You're doing well. Yeah. Shake it off. Let's do it again. So I really think that's a pretty powerful, powerful short, but... Yeah. powerful scene not unlike the realization that Barry Pepper's new friend new, new, yeah, who's also a new father who's also a new, new dad yeah <laughs> I just I didn't put that together until now yeah actually again it's bad news don't have kids children yeah. uh, but um, it's 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 a scene that goes above and beyond for me for in terms of the gore and like yeah. the effects it's a little gratuitous if you look at it one way and I get that you don't need the close-up as he's grabbing the legs. But it shows you the damage. Mm. And when I talk about the gravity of these types of situations, it's one thing to hire, fire a machine gun and 10 guys 100 yards away fall down. It doesn't mean as much mm-hmm. as someone fighting for their life, gasping for air, burned all over, whatever the, the whole face. thing. Anakin so Skywalker. he goes to grab his legs and his whole skin, his skin comes off. just charred. And he's been pain. And, he's been... and you're just like... Oh my God, it's gross, but it's also fair. It feels very real. Yeah. So I really think the scene belongs, even yeah. if it is a little. I, I don't disagree. Old, I, it, you it, know, I can't really look. Yeah, but it's it's powerful. But I, I, it needs I, to be I like that it's there. It just yeah. definitely. Yeah, I really like it. And then we we take another moment to breathe a little bit. He goes off on the to get him on the chopper, chopper to yeah. get out, and then we get a little photo montage of. The casualties of the war yeah. itself. We have Pepper, black and white photo montage yeah. of the front lines. And I think that's an interesting choice to take a beat, just to slow it down a little bit and show us, in some ways, like the kind of beauty of it on some level, the stillness of it. We know the other side of that conversation mm-hmm. is pretty gross. And then in the middle of that sweeping kind of romantic moment, we see Gibson notice the bracelet. Of Klein, yeah, and then that's followed soon after by Carrie Russell getting Madeline Stowe getting the the telegram, and then awkward. Hey, where are we going now? Kind of thing, or like which one? And then oh, it's you. I don't like that scene overall. I like the performances of it, but I think the dialogue is it's on the nose. You don't like let it play out. You don't need the oh, it must be you. I'm so sorry. It's just awkward. And then we get back after that, and there's a Custer moment. And he's just curious how more of how Custer felt. Yep. And he wonder, like, yes, wonder like how did he feel when it knew it was going to be yeah. the end, as it were, or whatever else, and uh, yeah. how he handled it. And yeah, Custer was a pussy. Yeah. You're not him. Yeah. I like that. Cute little scene. But I don't love. Oh come on! I don't love. <laughs> I can't stand it in any movie. It's the oh, okay. It's the fake. Jeopardy situation. The last minute save. We talked about this last week. We've talked about it in a number of different things. I don't love that they're pinned down. 
the end is near they're out of bullets not this entirely but like they're out of bullets they've got they're all swarmed in from everywhere else. Are you talking about the mortar thing? And then they, the choppers come in or the mortars are going and everybody's dying and they're safe. And I just think like it's such a, a cop-out. It just Oh, you're talking about up the hill. Job. Yeah, I just think the last minute save, it bothers me. Anytime that they're in a position where things look like it's dire and it's ending and then out of the blue, some chopper comes in and kills everybody and saves the day, bothers me. It shouldn't because that's how it happened. I guess so. It just it's so well, movie contrived is all. Yes. That's all. It just feels like it's not real. Sure, sure, sure. My sort of counter to that is it was foreshadowed that this is movie is about these attack choppers. Yes, that's true. And we almost get to the point where we forget about it. Yeah. Where they're really just delivering ammo that's and true. people. Yeah. But they and they mentioned it very early on, but this is we're trying new things. Yes, and that's true. Here it is, right? So yeah, I that's think the payoff, I guess. It that's was, the yeah, payoff. that's smart. Yeah. I hadn't really connected those dots. It's it just freaking felt freaking Crandall, dude. Like, it's Kinnear. Come on. What are you going to do, man? Snake shit himself. <laughs> if it wasn't about... If this, these choppers had always been in circuit, always sure. been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's a new thing, yeah. I think, and it's what gave them the edge, I yeah. think it's only, it only serves a movie that it's the one to... And I love the fact that snake shit sort of saves Moore's life in That's a way because yeah. he's the first one coming up the hill he gets up and then boom and you get the music going not my favorite music Q yeah the, I don't know what the song is called but yeah I don't like it's you really you're, you're, you're really good uh, <laughs> they have come anyways yeah no, keep gonna, going no it's my gonna get out my lighter out <laughs> <laughs> But no, I love I love Kinnear's what character. What if we release the soundtrack to this podcast on Spotify? Yeah. Maybe that'll be nice. Yeah, I'll check it out. Dave's. I gotta put it in. <laughs> I will put it in off of Spotify. Yeah, so I, I'm okay with that. This is my yeah. Point. It just bothers me a little bit, but now that you put it in a context, I, I think maybe I just missed it, and it felt like movie contrivance. And I yeah. was like, this movie's done pretty good in avoiding some of those tropes and traps. And so I thought, oh, I was disappointed that it. Yeah. You know, no, I, I saw it as an opportunity to finally show that, off in that instance. Yeah, okay. what Safe. they've been working on yeah. all this time. What the benefit? Yeah, of like this what's situation. the what yeah. was what have been the point if they never show it? Right? Yeah, so. no, that makes some sense. Yeah, I'm glad you came around. Another thing I liked uh, in and around this time is cutting back to the Vietnamese in their bunker, kind of tearing things down. Like they they come yeah. back and they say like that we don't have anywhere to, no, between no where they are and where we yeah. are. And not in a mad rush and not in whatever, but just quietly closing up shop and moving on to the next thing because there will be a next thing. This is only the beginning of that whole war. Yeah. It ran for another eight years, maybe more. It's a powerful scene, even though it's quiet. It's almost like a, and a quiet, reserved stoicism to it, which I thought I appreciated in its simplicity. Just take it down and move on. Sure. I thought that was interesting. Last week we talked about about like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s mm. storyline, maybe feeling a bit tacked on. Yep. The Japanese part, obviously, just there to check a quick box. Yeah. Even though the Vietnamese are aren't in this any longer than they were. Yeah, well, yeah you're right. It's the same time, so, roughly. Yeah. We have a character who wrote a letter. Yeah, that's right. They find that that we he, spent a little time with the glasses. He was, yeah, he was going to stab. Yep. He's got Hal the, Moore. Yep. 
gets shot and killed. The bayonet, right? That's yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. find the book, look it's at a great it. Great scene too. Yeah. Ends up. How? What did this movie do differently that allowed us to say, "This is good. This is not tacked on. This feels right," even though there's it's, no extra time. It's a very good question. I think part of it is that it's it's not padded out by other nonsense. Like the fact that those 45 minutes are less in this movie than the last one, that helps it. Because mm -hmm. I think it doesn't get muddled and lost in the mix, as it were, even if it is. If it's 10 minutes in each movie, it's 10 minutes out of yes, two and a half, 210 to 20 versus, versus three. three. Change, yeah. So right away, I think it just is more impactful. The ratio. Yeah. But I also think what they're doing, again, there's no boats. That scene is silly. <laughs> the bathtubs, yeah. Right, the bathtub is silly, right? So I think part of it is that everything in this movie feels credible. Yeah. And things in that movie don't feel credible. And I think the dialogue is, again, I think we've only woken up a sleeping giant or... I pray they say we... something similar in this at the end. Yeah, I guess so. I don't feel... That's Randall Wallace just like copy and pasting. <laughs> it just doesn't feel as... It just doesn't feel as... BS mm -hmm. in some ways. So it's not that it's shot any shot a little bit better, I would say. I think it's partly just the time, the ratio. Mm -hmm. And I think that they give better time, better quiet time to the strategy on this one than the other one was just felt. So it's just delivered better. I think it's just delivered better. Yeah. It's a short version. Okay. I'll probably cut it out to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trim it right down. Which, which they should it's have done. Better. Yeah, it's better. That's it. It just is. What did you think of the reporters coming in like instantly? Now, at first I thought that was like, that's ridiculous. I mean, someone's no, that's what they happened. Like we talked yeah. to you about earlier. Yeah, I think that's true. Like, I think like during sports, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, you, of like you win the big game, Super yeah. Bowl you won. You're the quarterback. Within seconds. You can't talk to somebody. You're yeah. like hyped up. Yeah. You have a reporter coming up to Hal Moore for an interview moments after they just storm up the hill. Yeah. And they lost 250 men yeah. or whatever overnight. Yeah, I think Snake should did a great job up there, and ten percent. Uh, we're gonna come out stronger next time, and yeah. no, it's I like know. those mid-period interviews that we get yeah. in hockey games too, right? Where it's, yeah, it was a great first period. Okay, thanks guys. What do you have to say? Yeah, I agree. It's silly, but silly. it's real. But he doesn't give them much. No, he's just and Pepper staring. too. There's a little bit of it's. I think designed to tell us that he's now hardened. Yeah, that's friendly fire. Like he knows yeah, he the knows. difference now. He's he not knows. ducking anymore. He's well, he's gonna save a bribe and Ryan. He knows. Right. He knows. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's meant to indicate he's a changed person now. It's a um, different perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. He's no longer one of them, the yeah. journalists. He's more of a soldier. Yeah. I think is that, that, oh, no, what I that got scene that. is. Yeah. And I thought it's pretty effective. But I agree, it seems silly to be like and also, what are you ever gonna say? How is the war out there? It sucks. You, you have to be a diplomat. You yeah, have to Jack. Exactly. Jack didn't make yeah. it. You see this bracelet? <laughs> Barb is going to be pissed. <laughs> you see what I did? She's going to be mad. Yeah. But I do enjoy that he, the moment that he and Pepper kind of share, or Pepper and Plumley maybe, where he talks about how he'll never forgive himself. Yeah. For, for him. What? What? Yeah. And because I, because I, they died and I didn't. Yeah. It's a bit schmaltzy. But at the end of this movie, I'm like, I'm in it. I, like, I, I don't mind it. It just doesn't. It feels like it's it allowed works, it. It yeah. works within the context exactly. Yeah. So the movie, the line, if I read it, I'd go, Ooh, okay. Yeah. But delivered in that way at that time at the end of the movie, I'm like, I'm in it. I'm okay. Yeah, I think um, this movie is, uh, we we will allow some it. leniencies. Yeah, because yeah. it's earned it. Because yeah, I agree. And it does have again. And this is another frustrating part for me was the 
slow motion close up camera? of the boot. Oh, the boot leaving. Leaving the battlefield. Oh, if after. you're going to do the one, you got to do it That's all the way the back. And I just think, oh, God, you're so on the nose with this stuff. And you're not on other stuff. It's like you've made so many good decisions along the way, in my view. Mm. And this one, you're falling into a trap. But there it is. Yeah, eventually you always do, though. You only avoid the trap for so long. Yeah, exactly. Like the clap, even. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this isn't it for Halmore. He goes back in. We get some dialogue on the screen. Mm-hmm. Not dialogue. You get some title cards, explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not coming home yet. Maybe with actually with a little bit of voiceover. Barry Pepper voiceover. Yeah, it's definitely voiceover. Uh, the war is, continues on as yes. as we know, and Halmore goes back out a couple times, and taxi comes out the door. She tells the kids, Mountain Stove, go yeah. up the stairs. Why? Because we don't know if it's. Yeah, we don't know what's coming here. Yeah, it could be the little yo letter. Yeah, or it could be him. Yep. And they all go to the top of the stairs, come in, and they have this moment. Where they just look at each other and they finally hug. What yep. do you think of that that moment? It was a weird, awkward moment where they didn't quite know what to do. Yeah, I think it's because in part you've been away so long. It's beautiful though. It is. It's and it's, he has this look on his face. He just and then he goes it's in. It's poignant. He's near tears because he hasn't seen her in that long. And I think, you know, when my ex lived in Surreal. Toronto, mm-hmm. there would be some weeks and weeks that we sometimes wouldn't see one another. And when you get back together, yeah. you're together. You love each other. Yeah. But I haven't seen you in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. There's a weird kind of moment of, I want to hold you, I want to hug you, I want to kiss you, I want to love you, but we haven't, like... Where are you at? (laughs) So there is a little bit of that moment, I think, between the two. And and maybe a little guilty and like, I've been away and you've been... You know, I think all that emotion comes flooding out. I think it's beautifully performed. Who would think to do that in a movie, though? It's a real subtle choice. That's what I mean. You make good choices like that. Yeah. Where you allow for these poignant, quiet moments yeah. amongst characters, real people, and then you do something silly like the boot, like in terms of one's easy, tropey movie mm-hmm. stuff, and the other one is actually building weird or choosing specific character choices that feel really organic and authentic. It's an interesting paradox. I think a lot of it comes down to because this, these are the things that we never see is behind the scenes. What's the relationship between the director and the actor? Are they, they on the they same page? Together on Braveheart, so well, that's obviously that's my level. point. Yeah. Is I will work for you. It's just like having a good bo- a boss you like and a boss sure. you don't like. Yeah, you get shitty performances. Probably half of it is because they don't give it, they don't care about the director sure. or they haven't clicked. Yep. So they're not going to give it a hundred percent because why would you? Why bother unless you well know. because it, well I think you would. I, think, uh, I mean it's Tom, important too. But yeah, you, you, Tom you, Hanks will. Like, guys like you connect that, to the material or you don't. You connect to the you know to the actor yeah. the director. You know the whole point of a director is to try and. Work with the actor to get the performance. To get it that, out that of the you. tone is right. That the you know the subtle looks, the camera's in the right spot. Right, the director just chooses all of that stuff: the frame, the stage, and the blocking. Yeah. So, but Gibson will do this role, and I think that's the thing. And yeah. he has a quality as an actor. We talked about at the beginning yeah. that he can deliver something like that. Yeah. He can be the crazy guy. He can be the funny guy. He can be the sad guy and the aggressor, and and he just can do all those mm. things. And this crystallizes in that moment. Kind of a bunch of it. It's a it's yeah. a sad face, but it's also a hopeful face, and it's excited, and it's loving, and it's all these Everything. different things. It's really powerful in a short, beautiful little moment. Beautiful, boom. And speaking of beautiful moments, yeah, I don't. I like this where you know we cut to Barbara, who's the she receives the bracelet in the mail, yeah, and she's reading a letter written, and at the same time we now intercut with someone in Vietnam. The woman that the guy we talked about earlier with the bayonet and the pictures and the 
journal and whatever else that he sent back to her and with a letter as well. And I think it does bridge that thing that acknowledges that they're doing the same thing that we're doing. They're praying in the same church, hoping for the same outcome, right? They want their country as much mm -hmm. as you want your country. So there is this element. And in that moment, you've got Barbara losing and mourning the loss of her husband, Jack. And you've got this other Vietnamese woman whom we don't know, granted, but we have a photo and she gets to read his journal that is basically like, I miss you. I love. And so I just think a really poignant way to end this story in a, in a, in a, in a pretty powerful way. So um, all in all, I thought the because of that ending, because of the choices that it makes along the way, those subtle um, and very specific choices it makes, I really was impressed with this movie. And I didn't know what to expect. As I said, I never really heard about it. It came and went briefly in 2002 in my mind. I really was pleased, and there, there are things Wonderful. about it I don't love. Obviously, not every movie. Oh, well, you know. Things can't be perfect, but but this greatly outweighed the things <laughs> I liked about this movie. Greatly outweighed sure, the things yeah. I didn't. And even at two twenty, I didn't think it was dragging. I didn't think it was bad or long. Yeah, or, that's why I forgot it was two. Even after I'd watched it once, yeah, I went to watch it the second time. I paused it. I'm like, this movie's two eighteen. Yeah. I just watched this four days ago. Yeah, I, I didn't. I thought maybe it was two, but yeah, yeah it feels pretty good. And yeah. I don't know how many times I'd watch it necessarily but it would be something if it was cheap enough i i might consider putting oh. it on the shelf uh it's it does for no, no 4k out yet that i've seen okay it does the things it does well really well yeah. and the things it doesn't do well yeah. doesn't do them bad enough to ruin <laughs> to the ruin overall experience. experience so it's just a boot buddy just some of the choices <laughs> i don't boots. love but at the same time not enough of it to take me out so I, i'm happy to watch this movie again at, at a later date I, I think it's a pretty solid one and i'm, I'm pleased uh, and thankful you put it off the shelf uh, maybe we'll watch it week. together sometime yeah maybe what are your uh, final thoughts here uh, having watched it now for the first time in a little while i it reminded me all the reasons why i loved it uh, certain scenes that i didn't necessarily care for the first time around were still there but not any worse just some yeah it's okay yeah I'm still lost the <laughs> geography of sure. uh, Get the compass out. Yeah. But the scenes I liked before I liked even more this time. I don't know what it was. It was just We're getting older, maybe, you know, there's something yeah, there. Just so there's a certain charm to those scenes, a quietness, and I just really enjoyed it. And the second time I was so excited for that scene, remembering how much I liked it uh, when I watched it a few days back. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed this watch probably more than the previous movie that we watched. Yes, I've only watched it half as many times. That'll do it. That'll so help. there's a little, little more gas left in the tank yeah. on this one. So I'll probably revisit it probably sooner. I would argue now in my current situation that it's a better movie Yeah. than PH. Yeah, I would say uh, I, I couldn't agree. That's, and that says a lot for me. Uh, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Considering last week you were pretty high on the... Uh, yeah. The last one. So yeah. um, all in all, uh, I, I think, yeah, great yeah. choice. Um, one for two. One for two. That's right. <laughs> My uh, Two for two for me. But for you. One exactly. for two for you. Uh, I'll but, take it. Uh, speaking of good choices, uh, you all have made one by listening to us this week Very and true. every week. Don't miss an episode. You can subscribe, of course, and make sure it gets delivered right to your podcatcher of choice. And speaking of which, give us a five-star review and to help boost our visibility out there in the world. We do appreciate that. Join us on the Facebook page, Off the Shelf of Phil and Dave there. We're now on Twitter as well. And most importantly, share the podcast with everyone you know. Uh, be the first one in and the last one out. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Talk to you next that week. That makes sense, but we'll go with it. <laughs> <Good night. laughs>